Hey everyone, this is Joseph Bosco, pastor of Highway Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. You know, all of us need the right kind of voices in our lives. Voices that inspire us to know the one who made us. Voices that awaken our divine destiny and reveal to us the goodness of God. Well, that's what this ministry is all about. So enjoy the message. So we're in a series called Moving Forward. I think this is part four. Part four. We may have one more part to this. We'll see how we do today. We're moving forward in all that God has prepared for each of you and for us as a church. You have a divine identity. You have, and you're living in your divine time, and God has a divine plan for you. And we want you to move forward and understand each one of those things, your divine identity, your divine time, and God's divine plan. Excuse me. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. This has been the scripture, the main scripture we've been referencing. We've read it in several different translations. We're going to read it in the Amplified this morning. Like the way the Amplified puts it. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's own handiwork. Now he's writing to believers, right? To people who put their faith in Jesus Christ. If you haven't put your faith in Jesus Christ, you can do that right now. You don't need a pastor present. You don't need a minister. You don't need to be in a church building. You can do that at, at uh, Express at the mall. You can do that in a drive through at Taco Bell. Wherever you're, you are, wherever you might be listening to this message, you can put your faith in Christ right now, and you become instantly His, and He becomes instantly yours through simple faith. For we are God's own handiwork. Then you realize who your divine identity you start to see yourself as he sees you, as his own handiwork, his workmanship. He's talking about you, right? You've been recreated in Christ Jesus. All of us malfunctioned. We all fell short. We needed to be born again. And that's what happened when we put our faith in Christ. We've been recreated in Christ Jesus. We've been born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, which means planned beforehand, for us taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the what kind of life? Good life. What kind of life does God have for you? A good life, right? Jesus said, abundant life, more and better life than you ever dreamed of. That's not a pie-in-the-sky dream or a fantasy. That's the plan of the Father for you. Living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. This is who we are. This is our divine identity. We are God's handiwork. We're his workmanship. We've been born anew and recreated in Christ Jesus. And he's planned beforehand divine time, taking paths, for us to take paths which he prepared for us, that we should walk in them and live the good life. That's his divine plan 
that he prearranged and made ready for us to live. So we see all three of those in that one scripture. Our divine identity, our divine time, and his divine plan. Now, all of these three things are embedded, we learned last week, they're embedded in the Word of God, just like a a right-click menu on a desktop or a computer. There are menus you can't see. You could be staring at your desktop and all the pictures and uh, shortcuts you have on your desktop, but there are menus there. There are features you can access that you cannot see. You you have to know that you can right-click. You can right-click on your desktop and change the image on your screen. Wow, isn't that cool? Just by accessing this embedded menu, my whole image can change. The background of my desktop can change. Well, the same is true with the Word of God. Yeah, you can just read this like it's just a regular book, but all the menus and all the power and life that are in there, you're going to miss. But you can realize that embedded in the pages of your Bible is your divine identity your divine time and God's divine plan for you, and you can put your faith in Christ, believe that this book is true for you today, and all of a sudden menus start popping up. Features you didn't realize, and you click on them, and the image of your whole life will change. So this is a a powerful book. It is limitless if you recognize it for what it is. If you just read it as a normal book, you're going to miss out on all that it has for you. If you read it by faith, with confidence in Jesus Christ and in the Holy Spirit to open the eyes of your understanding, it will change the entire image you have of yourself and the people and world around you. So as we meditate on God's Word, believing that it's true for us today, and that's a key, It's true for you today. When Jesus said, I came that you might have life and life abundantly, that wasn't just for your Aunt Phyllis. That's for you. Love Aunt Phyllis, but you need abundant life too, right? It's for you. Too many times we want to put it off saying, well, that's for so-and-so. No, it's for you. So when you read the Word of God and every promise you come across because of Christ, it's yes and amen to you today. It's yes and amen to you today. When you read it that way, then your divine identity, your divine time, God's divine plan will begin to rise up off the pages and enter your heart and you'll begin to see these things in your daily life. It's a powerful book. Let's look at John chapter 20. John chapter 20, verse 30. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is written by the Apostle John, who was the closest person to Jesus while Jesus was on the earth. That's pretty cool. He's the one who laid his head on Jesus' chest as they had a meal together. John 20, verse 30, it says, In many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written, so the things that we have in our Bible, that the Holy Spirit led these people to write, led the apostles to write, and the prophets, these things were written that you might, excuse me, that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing, 
you might have life through his name. That's why this book was given to us. It's amazing. An excellent book I recommend. It's more of a reference manual. Uh, It was written years ago by Josh McDowell, who was a man who tried to disprove the Bible. And uh, as he said on his research, and I, I forget what his background, if it was a legal background. Do you remember, Jen? I don't remember. But in his research... Uh, to try and disprove the Bible, it became abundantly clear to him that this was the Word of God, and he put together one volume, then two volumes, called Evidence That Demands a Verdict. I believe it's sold now in one volume, and it's all of the, the data and historical evidence. What this book has gone through is beyond natural, and the way that this book has tried to be removed from countries in the earth, it's just amazing, and here it is in your lap today. God has given you his written word so that you can have life through the name of his son. Hallelujah. All right. So this is this, we place a premium on the word of God, a premium on this book. This is the most important uh, information, (laughs) to put it lightly, information to us. This is the most important thing that I own. This, and I'm not kidding. This is the most important thing. Oh, I don't even know what it costs, but the value of this, I, I can't put a price tag on it. This is the most important possession of mine. If, if they took everything else away, if I just had this, I'd be good because I'd get everything back again because I have this and more. If I've got what God said, I've got everything. So if you want to move forward, you've got to place a premium on what he said. It must become the most important thing to you, the word of the Father. What has the Father said? And again, this takes practice and this takes time. I grew up in a family. We didn't even, uh, we, uh, to my recollection, we never cracked this book in our home. We might have had one on the shelf, but we, we didn't know anything about it. We never opened it. It was not important to us. And our life was a mess because we never cracked the book, right? Don't be like that. Don't be a Bible-on-the-shelf person. Be a living Word of God inside of your heart person, right? This Word is a premium to us, and it's how God operates. God operates by speaking His Word. And that might sound overly simplistic. That might frustrate you because we're used to complicated plans. But God doesn't need any kind of uh, equipment or technology or, or laboratories or research. He just says it, and it's so because he's God. And it's important that we renew our minds to who he is. He's God. He can never be anything else. Because that's who he is. He's the unchanging, perfect one. He's love, power, joy, peace, strength, wisdom, righteousness, holiness. Uh, everything that is pure, he's, he's light, he's life. And he'll always be that. So we've got to recognize him as God and realize when he speaks, that's all we need to know. That's all we need to know because he's God. Now, that's not true with a person. A person speaks, we need to check that out, right? Because we're people. 
right? And we don't just accept what someone says. That would not be wise. No matter what they're wearing, how nice their suit is, or how many followers they have, or, or what, uh, what degrees they hold, or what position they have in society, they're just a person. Right? God is different than that. He's not just a person. He's the maker of heaven and earth. He has no beginning. So when we hear what he says, that is, a, that is the most important thing in our lives. I cannot emphasize that enough. So we must recognize the scriptures for what they are, the word of God. I'm not a Bible thumper whatever that is, but it has a negative connotation to it, you know, like someone beating you over there. I'm not talking about legalism. I'm not interested in arguing with anyone about the Bible. If they want to, I'll just talk about something else. There's no point in arguing that my name is Joseph. I just, it is. Why would I argue about that? It's on my birth certificate. I've, I've known it for a few years now, and I don't have, I don't have to prove that. See, oftentimes people enter into arguments about the Bible because they're not sure of it themselves. Why would you argue about your own name? It's time to know the Word of God like you know your name. Hello. Hello. No need to argue about your name. It's your name. No need to argue about the Bible. It's the Word of God. Hallelujah. Look what Jesus said about the Word of God. John chapter 6. Now we know that Jesus, John chapter 6, is the living Word of God. And the Scriptures are the written Word of God. John chapter 6, verse 63. This is the living Word of God talking to us. And He opens our eyes to a whole new reality. It is the reality of the Spirit realm. He says, it is the Spirit that quickeneth. That's King James for makes alive. The flesh profits nothing, natural things. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. I mean, this really just puts everything into perspective. I, uh, I, I think of uh, Dr. Lillian B. Yeoman, uh, who lived, at, uh, I believe, passed in the early 1900s, maybe in 1930s or so, but she uh, came from a family of physicians, a wonderful family, and she was a physician herself. And, um, and this is, again, late 1800s, early 1900s. Uh, they didn't understand all the effects of the drugs that were being used, but she became, uh, began taking morphine to help her sleep. Didn't understand the full effects of that and became severely addicted to it to the point where she... Uh, was skin and bones, had deteriorated and was on her deathbed. She was in her early to mid-40s, and there's nothing anybody could do for her. She, uh, she uh, found a ministry, uh, Alexander, um, he had the healing homes. His name is Alexander Dowie, I think. He had healing homes in different countries, and she went to one of his healing homes and just stayed there. And they gave her a Bible. She went in a room in her bed and just read her Bible. And she began to, her eyes were open to a whole new reality. It was the reality of what Christ did for her on the cross, which is in the spirit realm. It's a spiritual reality. And as she began to go through the scriptures and meditate on the Word of God, her strength began to return, and she, she was raised up off of her deathbed and became completely whole. 
And at, she made a decision that she was going to change her profession, and, and she was going to begin uh, preaching and teaching the Bible and divine healing. So she left her medical profession, and she traveled the world preaching this gospel that we're preaching this morning. But I bring that up because there's a spiritual reality that was opened up to her by simply reading the Word of God. And she was the one who said in one of her, uh, she traveled and she taught at different places. I believe this was a Bible school that asked her to come in, and she taught. And a student, uh, she was talking about a, um, the only sure cure that she had ever found. And she said, in my profession, I've seen people pay lots of money and travel around the world to find cures for the things that ail them. And I've seen them get very frustrated and discouraged when they don't, uh, when, the, when the cures that, that they've paid so much money for are not working. And she said, I have found uh, the only sure cure, and it is the most expensive cure that I know. And she called it the praise cure. She said, it's the most expensive cure, but the price has been paid by another. And that price was the blood of Jesus Christ. So that today, anyone from anywhere can enter into the presence of God and begin to praise Him for what He's done through His Son, Jesus Christ, and be made whole. Powerful, powerful life she lived, powerful testimony. But I I bring all of that up to, to let you know there is another reality. There is another realm. And, you know, we grow up, and, and we're most of us, not all of us, but myself and many of us, we're just bombarded with natural ideas, natural remedies, natural thinking. And, and, and I get that. You know, people are trying to, to find a better way. I understand that. I'm not putting anyone down. But I, I, when I began reading the Scriptures, I thought, whoa, <laughs> what is this? Why didn't anybody tell me this? I mean, I, I see this Messiah speaking to people with no arms, and arms are growing back. That wasn't talked about in my house. So as I read the words of Christ, I said, I want him. I had gone through quite a few things in my life trying different cures and situations, and, and when I found Jesus, I knew I'd found the cure for everything that ever ailed me. So understand, I'm not putting anyone down. I, I'm just telling you there's a better way. And it's in the realm of the Spirit. Okay, and we're going to talk about that today. But let me read what Jesus said again. It is the Spirit that makes alive or gives life, quickeneth. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The message translation says, Every word I've spoken to you is a spirit word, and so it is life-making. Don't you love that? Now, we need to soak in this, don't we? Because this is a whole different way of living. This is a whole different way of living where God's Word becomes the answer to every problem we have. <laughs> it becomes the answer to every problem we have. Now, he, even in just this Scripture, we, we get... Our eyes are open to this spirit realm. But let's look at some more scriptures. We want to grow. We want to be spiritually minded people. Now, I'm going to talk a lot about spiritual things today, and I don't want you to get the wrong idea. Most Christians aren't familiar with spiritual things, which sounds funny, but it's true. Because they're more familiar with New Age philosophies. 
and mysticism and fortune telling and 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 uh, you know the the signs of the what's it called signs of the zodiac yeah signs of the cardiac no zodiac so they <laughs> Yeah, they're more from, they're more familiar with those things. So when they think spiritual, they think of crystal balls or fortune tellers or new age philosophies. I'm not talking about any of that. That is a form of spirituality, but it's darkness. That's not the spirit of the living God. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. We're talking about the light of Christ, that kind of spiritual, okay? So don't misunderstand what I'm saying. And as I say the things I'm going to say, you might be like, ooh, what's he talking about? Just let's look at the Word, all right? Let's go to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. We, we want to be spiritually minded people. See things as God sees them. Hey, he's coming back. We need to be ready. All this stuff going on in the world right now, it's peanuts. You have, a, you have a, a millennial reign with Christ to prepare for. I'm serious. Put that on your resume. Put that on your, on your what do they call it, your goal board. What do I try? Vision board, thank you, yeah. Millennial reign with Christ. I'm going to start training for that now. Hi, by being spiritually minded, Right? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, we're going to see that God's Word, again, it reveals to us two realms or two realities, the spirit realm and the natural realm, or the spiritual realities and natural realities. Not talking about science fiction or mysticism. I'm just talking about the ABCs of Jesus in the Bible. All right? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, now, love that word, God is I am, he's your present tense solution. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, I've studied this word a lot over the years, and one study that I uh, looked into was this description here. It's like a test tube in a laboratory when you put solutions in there and the faith, the particles separate and, and come to the bottom. Like faith is the substance. It separates things and it, it becomes the substance of that thing. One translation says faith is giving substance. I like that. Faith gives substance to the things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. Now, faith is not a mystical word. It's not random. It's not specific. It's not an entity out there all by itself. Faith is actually uh, something that we, we put in something or in someone. It's confidence that we place in someone or something. That's what faith is. Okay? It's... Um, Faith is the result of what I choose to focus on. So I might have faith in grandma's natural remedies because that's what I focused on since I was a kid, right? So I get out the mustard wraps and the, or whatever, you know, whatever grandma did. I might have faith in those. Faith is a result of what I choose to focus in. It, you can have faith in God, but you can have faith in other things too. Now, what's the Bible talking about here? Of course, faith in God, right? That's a given. 
Now, faith in Christ, in the living God, gives substance to things that are hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. So faith is not random, it's not general, it's specific, and it's focused. It's zeroed in on the bullseye. Faith is very focused. There's nothing random about it. There's nothing mysterious about it. When you have faith in Christ for whatever it is, whether it's your finances, your health, your children, your your job, your, your career, whatever it is, it's very focused. You should have at least three scriptures from the Word of God that cover every area of your life. At least. At least. Three scriptures. You be, ask me about any area of my life, boom, 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 three scriptures. At least. Faith is very specific. And if you don't, get in the Word and get them. They're in there. There's many more than that. You should have at least three scriptures for every aspect of you and every aspect of your marriage and your family and your life. Let's keep reading. Verse 2. For by it, what? Faith in God. Faith in what God said. Right? By faith in what God said, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith in God, right? Faith in what he said. Look at this. We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. We could say it this way, things uh, which are seen were not made of things which are seen, okay? This is an amazing revelation here, and I encourage you to spend some time in these verses. So through faith, we understand things that we couldn't understand in any other way. Not faith in religion, not faith in people, but faith in I am, Yahweh, Jehovah. Rohi, right? The maker of heaven and earth, Jesus Christ. Through faith in Jesus Christ and everything he said, we understand things that we couldn't understand in any other way. Faith in the word of God enables us to see things that we could not see in any other way. Man, this is so good. So these two realms are really important, the spiritual and the natural. Spiritual realities, natural realities. They're very important. If we're going to move forward in our destiny, we must recognize the difference between the spiritual and the natural and choose to walk in the spirit and be spiritually minded. Are you with me? Come on. No, I'm, I'm really not trying to knock anybody here. I'm not putting anyone down. I'm just, you know, natural things are good. But spiritual things are way better. Way better. I mean, once you taste of what Jesus can do in your life, you're like, okay, I'll take that, thank you. Right? It's good. Hallelujah. Now, sometimes natural is the only way you can help somebody because they just can't receive spiritual things. And that's all right. That's all right. There's nothing wrong with that. There will always be people who, who can only receive the natural. That's until, until this thing's all done. There are just going to be people who are set in their ways, and the only way you're going to be able to help them is just naturally. And that's okay. 
I'm not knocking that. There's a need for that. I'm talking to you, highway family, right? This is, this is a, a body of Christ thing. We want to go forward, all right? So we don't look down on people who are naturally minded. If we can help them, we'll help them. All right, so I'm not putting anyone down here. I'm trying to lift you up, help you move forward because we have a relationship together. All right, as, as believers, as sons and daughters of God. All right, let's look at Colossians 3. Colossians 3, chapter 2. If you want to walk in your divine identity, understand your divine time, and fulfill God's divine plan, you must be spiritually minded. There is no option here. It's kind of funny. It's, God will help you see things from his perspective. But when you start seeing things like he sees them, there's no, just no point to get upset anymore. You know, there's no point to argue with anybody because God's God. And you see all the bickering and fighting, and when you just see what God has to say, it just settles it. You know, you can get so used to being upset and fighting that, that you just, you'll just look for the next opportunity. And if, even if there's not one, you'll be upset that there's not an opportunity to get upset. Right? Don't get used to that. That's not who you are. Your peace is your natural habitat now because you're born of the Prince of Peace. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Look at this now. Set your mind. I like that. Set just like a thermostat, right? Yeah, I go to the thermostat and I set the thermostat. Why do I set it there? So that the whole climate of the room changes. I put it right on 67. What do you put yours on? I don't know. Sometimes 63, 67. Sometimes 70. I don't know. Whatever you put it on, but you go, and you know what you're going to put it on pretty much, right? Because you've been there, but you've set it before. But when you set the thermostat, it dictates to your boiler, or whatever kind of heating system you've got, what the temperature should be in your room. And the same thing happens when you set your mind on what God has said. It dictates to your environment what should take place in your life. So set your mind on what God has said. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. What are we talking about? Spiritual and natural. You getting that? There are different terms used. Heaven, earth, spirit, natural, carnal, spiritual, different terms used here. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Did you know you were dead? <laughs> you are. What do you mean I'm dead? That old you died the moment you gave your life to Christ. Yeah. Yeah. You're a new creation. Now, verse 2, set your mind. The King James says, set your affections. Woo! Set your affections on what God has said. <laughs> the Amplified says, set and set your minds and keep them set. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is serious stuff, isn't it? I mean, this is like I'm all in. There's nothing passive about this. 
Set your minds and keep them set on what is above. In other words, on who God is, what he's done for you, and who you are in Christ. Right? The higher things. Not on the things that are on the earth, the natural realm. For as far as the world is concerned, you have died. There you go again. And your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. Look at the message translation. This is powerful. Verse 2. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. Naturally minded, right? Carnally minded. Focused on all the natural things going on around me. Look up. It's another way of saying, put your faith in Christ, right? Believe what God has said. Be alert to what is going on around Christ. Oh, that's where we live. That's where we live. That's where life is. Look up and be alert. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. Verse 3, your old life is dead. I told you. Your old life is dead. Your new life, which is your real life, even though invisible to spectators, hello, don't expect everyone to recognize the new you. All right? It's a spiritual reality is, you know, if you're naturally minded, you won't recognize spiritual things. And you can't expect natural people to recognize spiritual things. It takes a renewing of the mind. Your old life is dead. Your new life, which is your real life, even though invisible to spectators, is with Christ in God. He is your life. Let's do the Passion Translation. Verse 2. Yes, feast. Thanksgiving's coming. Feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm. I mean, feasts take a while. I mean, how long do you how long does it take to cook that turkey anyway? Hours. I mean, Jennifer, my goodness, she's good to us. She'll get up early, early, early on Thanksgiving morning, five something or six something, and and man, she's she's going at and after working the night before for several hours getting things ready and, and being up late, she'll get, get some hours of sleep and get up and, and get that turkey in the oven because it takes, what, six hours? I don't know how long it takes. Something like that. I just eat it. I don't know anything about it. So while I'm in my jammas with my slippers and robe, yes, feast. On all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities. By his stripes you were healed. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He commands his angels concerning me to guard me in all my ways. No plague shall come nigh my dwelling. What am I doing? Just what the verse says here, right? Filling my thoughts with heavenly realities. 
See, everything that God's promised you is in the spirit realm. It's in the spirit realm. When I put my faith in what he said, I meditate on it, I say it with my mouth, it begins this migration from the spirit realm into the natural realm. And it begins to show up in my life. That's what faith is. I heard it, I remember a song years ago, Faith is Like a Rope. It was for kids. And that's exactly what it is. In fact, the, the English word faith can be traced back to a cord that binds, the etymology of the word. It's a cord that binds. When I, what's a, what's a, what do we need a rope for? Because everything God's done for you is in the spirit realm. And when you put your faith in him, it's like this massive rope wraps around what God has done and pulls it into your life, pulls it into the natural realm. Hallelujah. Fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Man, that's so good. And that's just about what most of the natural realm is, is distractions. <laughs> Mostly distractions. <laughs> you see, I'm not down on the natural realm. It's just, I'm, a, I'm just up on the spiritual. Don't, don't get offended. I'm just telling you, the natural realm, there's it, some good things there. But man, the spiritual realm is where life is at. There's no life in the natural realm. I mean, I, I like Doritos as much as the next guy, but there's not much life in them, you know. I, I don't care what, what, what man makes. It's just so limited compared to what Christ has done. It just, I mean, there's like no comparison. Like man it, it is light years behind God. I get a kick, and after you've renewed your mind, you'll watch some of these, you know, shows on on uh, discoveries man has made, and it's fine, but they'll say, you know, we've progressed so far in science and technology, and, and I'm thinking my phone doesn't even work. <laughs> Siri is so confused. I was like, Siri, just shut up. I, I just don't even want to talk anymore, you know. But, you can, but, you, but God speaks, and it's so. And we got these clunky little things we got to, and, and plug in and charge and, and update and, Come on, God just says it. Don't lower yourself to, to natural thinking or natural limitations. In Christ, you can do all things. Come on. With God, nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. Verse 3 in the Passion says, Your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to the natural realm, to this life. <laughs> and you can sing about it. It's a good thing. It needed to happen. And now your true life is hidden away in God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So God's word is, a, is the most important word to us. What the Father has said, we build our entire lives on. We make every decision based on what the Father said. We do. Because we realize He's God. And this takes practice. But we don't just get up and go and do our things anymore. We spend time with Him. We soak on what He said. We, we just internalize. We meditate on everything He said. And I'm giving you some wonderful meals here this morning. You can, we can take all of these scriptures and just eat them all throughout the holiday season. 
You'll be so glad you did. And we soak in what he said. And then out of that time spent in his word, we begin to see and understand what the next step is we should take in our life. It's amazing how that happens. So I'm soaking in a word that was written thousands of years ago, and it's showing me what to do today. Why? Because his word is alive. It has no expiration date. It's fresh. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. So the same word he spoke in Genesis 1 is just as powerful today. If you'll believe it in your life. Can we read some more Bible? Is that all right? Let's look at Hebrews chapter 4. May as well read it. It's something I like to do anyway. Makes me happy. (laughs) God's Word, it's the only way that we can accurately see and understand spiritual things. It's the only way. Don't let anyone else fool you. Now, you can go to a medium or a spiritist, and they may say something to you that is from a spirit, but it's darkness. It's darkness. It might sound good. Yeah, it is. It's a trap. Satan will lead you on through through those who are deceived by him. You can go to someone who practices witchcraft or a warlock and they can perform their spells and tell you things. They, are, they very well may be hearing from spirits, but they're spirits of darkness. And you don't, you, they have nothing of any true benefit to tell you. If you accept what they tell you, it's going to create a stronghold in your life and lead you down a path that you don't want to go down. To follow Christ is to live a life of no regret. When he speaks, you can fully embrace it. You can, you, can, you can wrap your whole self around it, and you can move forward without fear, knowing that he's faithful to accomplish it. Hebrews 4.12, the word of God. Here we go, verse 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful. Do you believe that? We have to renew our minds to that. It's quick and powerful. And sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Such an important revelation here. That, by, that the Word of God is quick and it's powerful and it will separate for us the, the difference between the natural and the spiritual and between our soul and our spirit. We talked about that in our last message. and You can listen to that some more. But we know that we are a, a three-part being, right? We're spirit, soul, and body, right? Spirit, soul, and body. Your spirit is the new you. Okay, your soul is just equipment that you've been given. All right, the new you, your spirit, is reborn in the image of Christ. The new you is alive to God. Your spirit hears God regularly, has no trouble hearing God whatsoever. Your spirit's united with God. The Holy Spirit and your spirit have been united. 
and reconcile. Your spirit loves to hear God speak. Your spirit uh, uh, moves towards him, is responsive to him, is sensitive to him. It's your soul and your body that are not. Okay? So we've got to train our soul and our body to listen to our spirit. So important. So in, we looked at Romans. Let's see if we have time for this. In Romans chapter 8, we'll just look at a couple of verses. But the Apostle Paul is explaining them to the difference between being spiritually minded and carnal minded or naturally minded. Okay? When you're naturally minded, what your soul and body say is what you do. How I'm feeling emotionally, how I'm feeling physically, that becomes my reality. That becomes very real to me. So when my feelings change, I change. Physically, emotionally, right? It becomes very, And this is the realm where natural people live, naturally minded people. This is the realm they operate in. This is the realm they're trying to fix. See, people are trying to solve things by natural means that can only be solved spiritually. The spirit realm is where your answer is. It's where your answer is. That's what Jesus said. The, the flesh profits nothing. The words I speak to you are life-making. All right? The spirit realm is where your answer is. Let's look at Romans 8, 6. It says, For be, to be carnally minded or naturally minded is death. This is God talking, right? The Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal or the natural mind is hostile towards God, is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God or the word of God, nor indeed can be. In fact, if you're naturally minded, you'll get frustrated when you hear someone spiritually minded speak. You'll start, that's ridiculous. God gave you a brain to think, didn't he? You know who says things like that? People who are naturally minded. Yeah. Yeah, that's an, that's a, uh, that's a, an excuse for being naturally minded. Well, God gave you a brain to think. Oh, really? What about my spirit? What about the Holy Spirit? What about everything Jesus said and did? Didn't he give that to me as well? My brain is simply equipment that's, that's in my physical body that's attached to my soul, that my soul's living in, but my spirit is supposed to dominate all of that. Yeah, it locates us. Doesn't the Word of God locate So many things you'll hear ministers say or believers say are so carnal because they're living natural, by natural thinking. Yes, help us all. Thank you, Lord. Help raise us up to think like you think. So then those who are in the flesh or naturally minded cannot please God. Eee. But I've been going to church for 30 years. So? What does that have to do with anything? Do you believe God? Or are you naturally minded? See, faith pleases him. Not going to church. You can go to church by faith, that pleases him. But you don't get any points for showing up in church. Without faith, confidence in what he said, it's impossible to please him. 
Because those who come to him must know, must believe that he is. He is what? Who he says he is. I am the I am. And that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. But you are not in the flesh. Hey, you're in the spirit. Hallelujah! 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 If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he's not his. Now, listen, you can have the Spirit of Christ and be naturally minded. All right? So that's, you, you can be born again. And many people, all they'll know in this lifetime is that because they put their faith in Jesus, they're going to heaven. And that's glorious. I mean, that's wow. That's awesome. But there's much more to the gospel than that. There is a now reality, and that's what we want you to, to, to experience here at Highway. It's the abundant life today. All right? Thank God that we, we've got eternity in heaven. But there's things he has for us now in this life. Woo! All right. Let's do this. Let me see here. Glory to God forevermore. Hallelujah. So the mind set on natural things, it fights against spiritual realities. It doesn't like them. It doesn't because spiritual realities expose our wrong thinking. Oh, we get mad at them, right? <laughs> we do. Oh, who do they think they are? What do they know? Right? That's the natural mind talking, right? Hey, I'm just raising my hand. I've got the same T-shirt, so I'm not picking on anybody here, right? <laughs> Listen, the, the natural mind thinks this is foolish. I mean, you can have it and, and refer to it as a literature, you know, a piece of literature. But that, come on. That's it, right? Anything beyond that is, is ignorant, primitive thinking. And foolishness. We've, we've progressed beyond that now, right? We've got smartphones. We've got cars that can drive themselves, so we don't need this anymore, right? Come on. I've got my Amazon assistant in my home that can turn on my microwave. What would I need this for, right? Come on. We haven't progressed beyond that. We, we, haven't, we're, we're, we want to catch up to this, right? This is where life begins, this is what you're looking for, not, not Alexa. No, this is what you're looking for. This is what you're looking for. Hello. Hallelujah. The words that Alexa speaks to you are not life-making words. <laughs> Woo! All right, let's, let's bring this to a close for today, but we're going to have one more session on this series, I believe. Um, now... <laughs> Where's my, I brought it here. We've been doing this on Wednesday nights, and uh, it's called You've Already Got It, Andrew Womack's book, so quit trying to get it. And, boy, we hit some chapters in this book that'll change your life. Um, but the whole book is about what we're talking about. The finished work of Christ is a spiritual reality. You've already got it. You just need to know what belongs to you and exercise it. Right? Put your faith in it and act on it. Right? But it's, a, it's an excellent book. If, you're, if you haven't uh, been to the Wednesday night sessions, get this book.
please. Listen, I don't, I, we don't have these Bible studies and do what we do just because we want you to partake of the abundant life Christ came to give you. But it's not just going to happen by not changing. We've got to think differently. We've got to embrace what God has said. But this is an excellent, excellent book. And it's an excellent study. And it's this Wednesday night again at 7. And Melissa's doing a great job leading us through it. Um, let's look at one more scripture and then, then we'll be done. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, which we looked at before. We're going to read it again. Then we'll finish up. We read this earlier. This is the amplified translation now. You ready? Now faith is the assurance. I like that. The confirmation, the title deed. Of the things we hope for. Being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. I can't tell you how limited our five senses are. Can't tell you. They're just, God gave us to them, but I'm telling you, this is not our glorified body. And these natural five senses are very limited. They're just natural realm. That's what they're for, right? They cannot detect spiritual things. There are angels here in this room. They are. You may not believe that, but I know it's true. Why? Because God has said it. But your senses can't detect spiritual things. You detect spiritual things with your spirit by faith in the Word of God. Now, I've heard it said, and I think it's good, but don't think I'm talking about... So I've heard people talk of faith as a sixth sense, and that's good. I'm not talking about ESP. Extrasensory perception. That was a big deal in the 80s and 90s. Ooh, he has ESP. Ooh. And there are all kinds of movies about it. You know, maybe it's still a big deal. I don't know. But it was back then. But I'm not talking about an extrasensory perception in that, in that way. I like the idea of this faith being a sixth. In other words, faith is a sense that goes beyond your five senses. It is a sense, it is a way of detecting things that your sight, taste, touch, hearing, and smell can't detect. And I want to read you a quote, and then we'll pray. This is from F.F. F. Bosworth, and he's actually, they were back at the Bosworths again with the early 1900s. Uh, they had a tremendous healing ministry, and he wrote the famous book, Christ the Healer. Uh, and he said this in Christ the Healer, and, and uh, Brother C.F. shared this with me as well via an email, actually, yesterday. And I said, this is exactly what we're talking about. But this is what F.F. Bosworth said. I want you to listen to this. This is so helpful. He says, as perfume is non-existent to the sense of hearing, so what we take by faith, according to Mark eleven twenty four, at first is non-existent to the five natural senses. You do not doubt the existence of what you see because you can't smell or taste it. 
then why doubt the existence of what you have taken by faith, the sixth sense, because you can't see or feel it? The five natural senses belong to the natural realm, who Paul tells us cannot know the things of God. It is only by our sixth sense, faith, that we can see and take and hold on to the blessings of God, the blessings God offers to us until they are fully manifested. To consult our natural senses for evidence that our prayer has been granted is as ridiculous as trying to see with our ears or to hear with our eyes. By faith, we see things, we understand things, we know things that we could not see or understand or know in any other way. Father, thank you this morning. Wow, this was refreshing. Thank you, Father. Lord, we're so thankful that you enable us to do this, to come together in a warehouse and know you more. Wow, 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 what a, what a wonderful opportunity you've given us. And Father, we thank you for your spoken word and your written word. We thank you for your son, the living word. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, help us. Help us to become spiritually minded to renew our minds with what you have said, with what you have done, to use our brains to know you, to use our brains to learn the spiritual realities of your written word, to use our bodies to walk with you and for your glory, to use our souls for your glory, to walk in the Spirit, and enjoy the good life that you've made ready for us to live. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of His goodness, who He is, what He's done for you, and who you are in Him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life He came to give you.